We are back with another episode of the Brew Deck podcast. Uh, this week's topic, talking all things brewery, social media. Um, I've got my co-host with me today, Heather Jarrett. How's it going, Heather? I'm good, Grant. How are you? Good, doing well. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, this episode, kind of um, talking to a couple different great breweries around the country that have just wildly successful social media uh, programs and kind of what they're doing to drive their taproom sales, their beer sales and and everything else. Yeah. yeah it was actually a really fun uh, episode to research, I'm spending a lot of time playing on Instagram for this. <laughs> That's right. Play on Instagram right on. Well, our, our first guest today um, comes to us from Martin House Brewing in Fort Worth, Texas. His name's Shug Cole. He is the director of branding. How's it going, Shug? What's up? It's going good, y'all. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Shug, that's a nickname, huh? What is that your is that your given name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my nickname. I used to uh, work for a band, and I was kind of like a roadie and uh, did the merch and all that stuff. And uh, on the the bunk and the bus, that's where I would hide all my candy. So they started calling me Shug, like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind that's of stuck. awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I still like I still like candy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's almost that season, right? Halloween candy season. Halloween season. Yeah. So Shug, can you give us a brief background about uh Martin House, the kind of the beers brewed there and and the whole thing that y'all got going on? Yeah, for sure. So we're in uh Fort Worth, Texas. Um, we got our 10 year anniversary coming up um, in March. So almost 10 years old. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a big deal. So uh, yeah, super, super proud of that. We started off with just four beers in our core lineup and maybe one or two seasonals over the first year and a half, two years. And since then we've evolved to a new beer every single week that gets distributed. So wow. Yeah, so it's um, we've we've come quite quite a long ways, um, even with the styles of beer we used to brew compared to what we do now, and just the limits are uh, or there's there's no limits. So it's um, so yeah, Fort Worth, Texas, ten years, Martin House, and uh, we just make some uh, fun beers. Beautiful, love to hear it. So the you were saying, you know, kind of your beer styles evolved. Um, you know, these days y'all y'all do make some pretty out there beers, pretty innovative in my mind. Um, so your role with that working on the social media platforms and the overall brand um do, do you do it all do you do the social media the photography everything um yes i do our social media our photography make the videos um i'm in charge of deciding on the beer launch calendar and what those beers are what they're called the style i work with the artist on what the art's going to be and um so i work with the artist and i work with the brewers and just kind of tie it all together so we have something that's just badass that we can hand to our customers for sure so is, is that artist uh local to you yeah yeah his name's donnie he's been with us since the beginning so um his portfolio is pretty much every single piece of Martin House art. And that's kind of cool too. He doesn't have a website or an Instagram or nothing. So you can just see his evolution of his art from their first beer daybreak, you know, 10 years ago to the crazy two pack box stuff we're doing these days. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to, to watch him grow over the years, but he's, he's the best in the biz. He's amazing. Yeah. Very fortunate to have Donnie. That's uh, That's awesome. So like just kind of a local, almost in like, he's like a private, artist basically for martin house right yeah he's our in-house uh, artist so he does it all man it's crazy nice 
So I think at one point I heard, and maybe this number is a little off. I want to say I heard John say that did like 74, y'all had 74 different beers planned this year. Is that right? Something like that? Uh, so we we um, we have a few different formats. Um, every week we release either a two pack, a four pack, or a six or a six pack and twelve ounce. So that's you know fifty two beers. Then we also have a um, a sixteen ounce four pack and also a nineteen point two ounce. So we'll distribute over sixty beers this year, um, different styles, different art, all over Texas. So it's um, it, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, That's like, ambitious. Yeah. With, so, with that many different artworks, you know, kind of your launches and social media, that sort of thing. Like, that, kind of, how do you stay organized? Like, what do you, what do you? <laughs> um, it's it's absolute chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's on uh, Friday, trying to figure out. All right, what beer is coming out next week? Oh, cool. We should probably take a picture to promote that beer that's coming out, or make a video or something. And uh, it's just getting kind of tighter and tighter on the on the deadlines, you know, over the past few years with all the extra stuff we're adding, along with our um, we have a sour seltzer out now, too, called Awesome Sauce. But, yeah, yeah with, with so many different skews, it's um, I mean, I, I guess we're organized somehow. But, yeah, it's, it's organized chaos, organized chaos. <laughs> so yeah. I was going to ask like, how far you plan this ahead, but. You don't necessarily get planned that far ahead. Um, actually, today we just finalized Q1 of next year. So we got all the um, what we call the micro seasonals, the weekly beers. So all those um, are done, which is great. But um, we're not, never afraid to change it up. If we got enough lead time on, you know, packaging materials like sleeves, we um, we sleeve all of our cans. <laughs> so if we have enough lead time and, you know, we're not feeling this beer, you know, it was cool. It was a good idea five months ago, but things have changed. All right, we'll change it up at the last minute. And I think that's that's very important. That's something that uh, we do a lot. So yeah. so kind of kind of brings me around to like our, our next uh, topic, if you will. So like. How do you stay original? Like how how would you sum up like Martin House's kind of social media presence? I try and put the I mean, I not call them our customers, but our, our fans first. So I try and I just want every single person to feel important, you know. So so with that, it's responding to every single tag, mention, comments you know, everything. And, um, I don't know, kind of developing relationships with these people who I've never even met before, but online, you know, we're kind of best friends and that's pretty cool. <laughs> so that's, that's number one. And, um, besides that, I just always try and give value to those people, give value to our customers. And that's usually, um, just try and make them smile. That's, that's it. That, that's all it is. So well, make them laugh. Yeah. 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 You know, I, like I've, I've followed y'all's Instagram for, for a while and it definitely makes me laugh. In fact, I, since you're probably on the other end of it, I, I think you've responded. So my like comments on there, so it, you're right. It is pretty awesome. Appreciate I think that. It definitely has a personality and I, I like that. Like, I think it's definitely individual. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's, it's definitely a tough thing for people to kind of get on social media to actually show the real personality of the beer, the brewers, the people that work there. Right. Yeah. Like kind of, you know, letting loose and like not, not being too, uh, uh, manicured, I guess, like kind of just let, letting it all out there. So, I mean, you guys use all these great, like memes, like nineties pop culture references, all this stuff to kind of drive your brand. And it's, yeah. it's rad. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's just um, 
like I said, I just, if it's going to make me laugh or it's going to make me smile, then that's kind of the demographic I go for is, yeah, people who, you know, kind of around my age, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger. But, you know, we grew up in the 90s and we like these movies and this candy and all this stuff. So it's like I'm kind of just targeting myself with everything and that makes it a whole lot easier, you know. <laughs> like the same way that a lot of like craft brewers kind of approach beers is like they want to make stuff that they want to drink and you're like i want to make <laughs> yeah social media posts and like memes and marketing that i that i like that's cool it's like your own you're the barometer for that yeah that's it it's just yeah it's just about making making everybody smile i mean i even have this like text app where i text them all i'll text them you know their birth happy birthday every single day or i'll send out a mass text and just some little words of inspiration or whatever and some people are like yeah that really made my day that, that was awesome i needed that so that, that's a win in my book if i could just make somebody's day or make them happy so that's, sure. that's the goal do you think having that kind of interaction like with your customers has like, really helped build the business yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, they're just diehard customers. It is, um, they're the best. Like I said, it's new beer every week. And all, all we do to promote it is a, a post one picture and, and then it's sold out and then it's on to the next one. So there's 2000, 3000 cases gone with just one picture because there's so much loyalty and they, they know something's coming up the next week. They get excited about it. Their beer, their beer fridge is over, it's overflowing. They don't even have room for the new beer, but they just are so diehard. Yeah, I mean, I tell them, I say, yo, you don't have to buy this one. Wait for the next week. You know, something else is coming, but they're just, they're so loyal. So it's, it's really cool. What, what would you say kind of like launched your, I guess, beers or your branding your social media presence kind of into that next level like was there any one particular beer or kind of was there a post or this is kind of off the wall question but oh no you're good um I, I i don't know it's just been over the past few years i don't know it's like every few months i try and just be a little bit better and try and I don't know, just trying to read everything and, and see everything and, and make sure everybody who, who comments or cares, make sure they get some type of response or even just a little like. Um, sure. I, I guess it's just gotten to be more and more important maybe after I've seen, you know, the reactions over the past few years. All right, they like that. Well, then I need to go out and go comment on their post and just, I don't know, I just want to do a little more because you can see and you can see it in just their responses, you know, they, they get pumped about it. So absolutely so would you say it's been really over like the past few years that the social media presence has had to has become in increasingly important for for the company yeah for sure yeah i mean it was i'd say yeah probably around 2020 i mean right around covid that, time yeah that's when we start, exactly yeah, yeah that's when we started doing more of the the crazy stuff that starts going viral so then you need to kind of be on top of more of your your comments and your likes and your mentions good and bad online. So yeah, that's when it got uh, pretty intense. So I think that's super important too, to not shy away from the bad comments. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to bring that up. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen on there where like somebody, because it's the internet, right. And there's always like, <laughs> keyboard warriors that uh -huh. are always just trying to like dunk on someone or whatever. Like they're just, there's just a lot of like people out that are upset out there and I feel like they take it out over the internet or they try to. But one thing that I've noticed that Martin house does that I think is awesome is when somebody's like insulting, you're just like, agree. Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, usually over the past, I don't know, six, eight months, a year, I've been dropping the hug emoji on, <laughs> on everybody that says something mean. I just, yeah, here, you need, here's a little hug. So. Here's a hug. It's yeah. a little love. <laughs> but it's cool because if, if our other fans see that, I mean, I don't even have to, not that I had to defend myself or the brewery, but they'll start jumping on that person. They're like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll put them in line, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. So our fans stand up for us. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a real vote of confidence right there. <laughs> so would you mind me asking your background on how you got into being like a, the director, the director of branding? You mentioned yeah, that for you sure. worked for a band before. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. I guess it was, I don't know, eight and a half years ago or so. That's when I, uh, started volunteering. And then a few months after that, um, I got hired. I just, um, I really liked, we, uh, we only had a couple beers out at the time, but I liked the beers we were making or they were making. And I liked the vibe I, only from the website. I was just like, these guys are, you know, kind of chill and fun. They're not taking themselves too seriously. And then I got to visit the tap room and then I was like, I want to work here. So I started volunteering. And a few months later, after begging for a job, I finally got a job in sales. And that was interesting because there's only like six of us. But when I sold the beer, I'd have to deliver the beer I sold so I'm always uh, feel like I got tricked pretty good with that one. <laughs> uh, you know, you sell three 50 liter kegs or three half barrels, you got to go break your back and drop that off. So it was, uh, yeah, it's it's not like it is now, but I'm I'm proud of that. You know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I did that for a few years. Did sales. We grew as a company, and um, pretty much off the bat, I started taking over some of the uh, like Facebook and and Instagram and stuff. But just so busy doing sales and deliveries and other things that. That wasn't really um, the most important thing at the time. Or, I mean, it, it should have been, but it wasn't. But then uh, a few years ago, I became full-time, you know, marketing, branding. And yeah, I just started rocking and rolling with it and having some fun. So are you like, for the most part, like you just like self-taught, I guess, like Photoshop and, and the different editing programs and that sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I use um, Adobe Illustrator. Um, I use that when I'm... Uh, I work with an artist and he makes all the bad art and sends it to me. And then I kind of move stuff around and make it, you know, just kind of fit perfectly and adjust a few things. So that's what I use Adobe for. I also use it to make memes or just cover photos with some text on it, stuff like that. I'm not, I don't have illustrator. I'm not um, really good at kind of either of those. I just kind of, you know, get by. But um, you don't, that's as cool as you don't have to be. You don't have to be making world-class videos or super Photoshopped images. You just need to I don't know, provide content that uh, your customers can enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, don't need anything too fancy. You can still pull off the, the comedy and the kind of the, the social interaction aspects of it. So is there any advice that you would give to other breweries on kind of upping their social media game, give out some trade secrets? I don't know. Like I said, it's easy for me to get excited. I, I mean, I, I promote what I, I can get excited about. So that's that's where we're kind of out of an advantage is, you know, our, our owner of our company, Cody, he's always, he's given me freedom to work on the beer calendar and kind of decide, you know, with the team what beers those are. So I think that's something that's different than a lot of breweries. I mean, you said a lot of uh, brewers listen to this, and I assume a lot of owners. 
So that's where, you know, the owners are deciding the beers, you know, that's, that's not really good for the marketer who's ever running the social media if they can't get excited about it. So that's a, that's a really big thing. You know, the owner of the brewer can really like this classic German style Dortmund or whatever, but they need to really let the the marketer and the, the people doing the sales, you know, have a voice in it. I think when you do that, that's when everybody kind of wins. It's kind of when everybody's like passion is at their highest for kind of yeah. their day to day at the brewery. Yeah. It makes sense. But yeah, you just got to get excited about your customer. I mean, that that's it. And just try and make their day. If you do that, then you win. I love that. Well, y'all have, y'all brewed some pretty, um, wild beers uh yeah just different stuff what was the uh you, was that like a, a hot dog water seltzer infamous oh yeah hot dog water seltzer. <laughs> that one <laughs> oh great so so things like that i mean is, is that something that you know you're able to kind of drive through social media and then like get people into your tap room or your your event or your festival and then you know maybe they drink one or two of those and they move on to you know, kind of a more traditional beer or is that kind of what you see? Um, I mean, you know, it, like that one went viral. That was really cool. I didn't, I didn't really think it was going to go viral. The, the point of that was I was just trying to create a big, it was called Glizzy Fest. It was this giant event in our backyard. That, that's my favorite thing to do is put on these big old events. And um, that was something that we could just kind of get my fans, the fans excited about was hot dogs at the time. And people still tag me every single day in bologna seltzers and the dude eating the, or using the hot dog as a straw at Yankee Stadium. Every single day they're sending me hot dog stuff. <laughs> so that's that's hilarious. Before that, we did uh, we had Creed Fest. We have a Creed cover band. So every day I get a Creed meme or something like that sent to me. <laughs> So it's, uh, yeah, that just goes back to laughing and trying to make your customers laugh. And, uh, I don't even know what the question was, but <laughs> so, so did y'all, so, okay. So many questions arisen from that. So like the yeah. Creed, the Creed, um, fest or the Creed event, yeah, Creed fest, you, yeah. I'm sure you did some, um, some beers for that. Did they have like Creed related names? Um, I, we did, what was this year? I don't know. I think last year was my sacrifice and this year was something else, but no, that was, I mean, that was, that was very, very little of it. We didn't can it or do anything like that, but, um, gotcha. Yeah. 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 That was, that, that was a small part of it. I guess I'm changing it to all the event stuff. It's just the event. It's crazy how you can, like we did fire fest based I on, yeah. <laughs> Based on the infamous firewall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. Do you have a Jaw Rule cover band? Oh, man. What did I want to do? I was, oh, I was going to get a Jaw Rule impersonator. That's oh, that would have been awesome. They don't have any of those in uh, in Dallas. I guess but... he would like actually show up to your event. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like you probably could have got a Jaw Rule. <laughs> Which is. It's easier if you can have the full experience, the cool niche beer, but then all the other stuff to go along with it. That makes it a lot, a lot easier than just releasing a ranch beer, Buffalo wings or some of the other stuff we've done. Gotcha. Yeah. What, what is your, like out of all the kind of the, the wild, like out there beers y'all done, what's like the one that's like, I mean, what would you say is the one that's just like awesome? Like your favorite one out of all of them? Um, I mean, you know, hot dog waters, you know, that's gross. That's disgusting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's what's great too. You go on untap, you know, it gives all half a star tastes just like hot dog water. That that's my favorite thing to see, but that's a that's another conversation. <laughs> that should be that should be a five star review. Tastes yeah, exactly right. as tastes, advertised. It's exactly what they said it was gonna be. We get that so often. <laughs> this pickle beer tastes just like pickles. Half a star. Uh, <laughs> but no, my favorite, um, I mean it's got a man, it's 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 everybody's favorite around here. It's the mustard pickle. Mustard, it, uh, okay. Mustard, yeah. It's kind of like a hot dog. I mean, it's not like a hot. It makes you think of a hot dog. It doesn't taste like the hot dog much. <laughs> but yeah, it's must. The mustard pickle beer is amazing, and I'll I'll say that to anybody's yeah. face. You'll die on that hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people can hate on it or whatever. It tastes it tastes fucking awesome. So, I, so I've never had that variation, but I, I've only I, personally. I'm I'm a spicy pickle guy. Yeah, count me in. Oh, nice. You'd enjoy, like, the chamoy is really good. We just dropped that one. Okay. Um, all the fruited variants, I mean, they, they taste awesome. They just taste like some fruited Kool-Aid with a little bit of pickle. They're, it's, um, I'm, yeah, I'm impressed that we've uh, done so many of those, and and people people buy them. They love them, and uh, they love the taste of it. So that's, it's, that's pretty cool. We'd never thought, you know, we'd be doing that with pickles all these years later. Wow. It reminds me of, like, how I would make uh... – a bloody mary like the spicy oh hell yeah yeah i know you'll have like a bloody mary one but i i don't know the, the spicy one is what really did it for me because i always loaded up with tabasco yeah okay we're gonna need to get you guys onto doing actual caesars like the canadian way <laughs> not bloody that's mary. what i was gonna say heather well, y'all yeah, call it caesars right well yeah it's we use clamato juice not tomato juice Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds fire. Well, that's, that's like a Michelada uh, here, right? Like, uh, is that right, Shug? Like, uh, yeah, we, we got the um, we make a salty lady Michelada, which I think I think is the best Michelada in a can ever. And we got a we, we made a Clamato clone and it is fire. Yeah, if you like Clamato, you'd love you'd love the salty lady Michelada. I live my life off of Caesars, it's like the best <laughs> weekend drink slash hangover drink you can ever yeah. get. Super salty, little spicy, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. If I can score some, Heather, I'll, I'll bring some to you. Please do. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, let's see. Is there anything else you, you want to plug while we got you on the show, Show? Um, I don't know, man. Now the um, new festivals coming up, new beers, anything? There's always something. Uh, you know, our brewery tour, that's always a good one. That's on October 29th, um, Saturday after Thanksgiving. That's always a big rager. But I mean, just at the end of the day, it's I want people to come to the tap room and uh, have a beer in our pretty cool, eclectic tap room, get a vibe for us, and then go to our gigantic backyard and have that's a beer great. right by the river in downtown. That's that's what it's about. That's that, that's all it's about is drinking a beer outside with friends. That's what we do. That sounds awesome. Right that sounds on. Glorious. Well, yeah. everybody, make sure that they head over and check out uh, Martin House's Instagram account. Uh, can you give us the yeah. at? Yeah. At Martin House Brewing. There you go. Uh, go see what Chuck's been up to. It's pretty awesome. It's always a laugh. <laughs> Appreciate awesome. that. Well, well, thanks for coming on, Chug. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank oh, yeah. you. No, thank you guys. This was awesome. We have another guest from Dissolver Brewing in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, Mr. Michael Simonek. He's the co-owner and creative director at Dissolver Brewing. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mike. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so uh, stoked to be chatting with you all today. Yeah. You know, the topic this week is just social media and how it can drive your craft brewing business. And um, I mean, just again and again, we got recommendations to have Dissolver on. And so we're we're really excited. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Me too. 
<laughs> Before we jump into all the social media stuff, do you want to give us a bit of a background on the brewery itself, the beers, and all that fun stuff? Oh, absolutely. So uh, Dissolver Brewing, uh, we opened up in December of 2019, but had been a project of mine and, and my business partner, Vince Tercy, who runs our, he's our head of production, uh, like CEO, CFO, pretty much everything I don't do, he, he manages the rest. <laughs> uh, but it, it started as a homebrew project probably like 10 years prior to that. And uh, we both really got into uh, craft beer, working out of this small liquor store or big liquor store, I should say, in the in a Boston neighborhood called Alston and uh, became super enamored with the growing scene there, started homebrewing and uh, over the course of the 10 years prior to opening, like kind of made our way respectively through different careers. So Vince made his way through uh, a pretty awesome brewing career, uh, starting with night shift brewing, made his way over to help open Lord Hobo Brewing and then found his way to Asheville to work for Burial and help Burial open up their uh, production facility here uh, as well as worked on their their original system. And uh, while he was doing that, I was making my way through an advertising and marketing uh, careers, working at a few different agencies outside of Boston, uh, inside of Boston, and then uh, lastly out, out of Providence, Rhode Island. And then uh, along that way, just working on different digital campaigns, social media campaigns uh, for a variety of clients, including like progressive car insurance, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, Bank of America, Santander Bank, the Center for Disease Control, and then like a few other smaller brands uh, that I had a lot of fun with, uh, Light Life Foods uh, uh, and vegetarian meats there. And uh, Otis Spunkmeyer, uh, when I was working for them, they were launching a uh, like a retail side of their product versus just um, so you could actually buy like their their baked goods out of like a uh, as a competitor to like Little Debbie and Hostess and stuff like that. Muffins to go. So, yeah. <laughs> Muffins and cookies for forever there. Um, but through through that that uh, stretch there, I got to really dip my toes into different sorts of uh, digital and social media campaigns. And mostly through that stuff, I was working on the creative side. So I got, I got the like awesome job creating cool visuals and stuff for all those clients. And uh, when I first started in that, in that area in social media, it was pretty much still all these platforms just using just image based, uh, uh, platforms like no one had really added video to their sites yet not in a major way at least right um, like no reels and stuff like that yeah, no yeah not yeah not <laughs> infinite amount of video you see today yeah um at that point it was it was, it was an easier thing to approach because i could i could work my magic in photoshop and uh, some of the adobe programs to, to make still images but then as these platforms started adding uh, video, I wanted to make sure my skill set could uh, cover that. So I started learning how to do motion graphics and video editing, uh, picked up a, a camera and started taking my own photography, started uh, shooting my own videos and uh, was able to keep up and keep my skills relevant to 
these social platforms uh, as they were growing. Like I was part, I was part of the campaign that was one of the first video ad buys uh, on Facebook. So you could blame the company I work for for like <laughs> really pushing those like pre-roll ads and stuff into your social media. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, and then uh, pretty much right around 2018, Vince and myself got back together uh, and started writing a business plan for for Dissolver Brewing in Asheville. And uh, you know, a- after he moved down here, I got to visit, and it's so freaking easy to fall in love with this area with the mountains the 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 sheer amount of beer down here the nice weather yeah yeah especially (laughs) compared to new england like the weather is just amazing we get like an extra half hour of daylight too (laughs) just which was super weird to get used to when i first moved down here absolutely but, um, i feel like, like you guys are just rubbing that in a little bit now <laughs> coming, coming from the north <laughs> yeah. so yeah so how would you you know you anybody who's seen your your work so far like with dissolver it's such like a kind of a really neat artwork that you do and and all that would you how would you for anyone listening how would you like sum up kind of your motif for your you know, your yeah. um, yeah. it, it, that, that motif really pulls from the, the concept of Dissolver and uh, like our tagline is brewed until surreal. And like the idea behind that is we're going to keep like keep this product line going and evolving and keep making these things and tweaking them uh, until they're essentially the best they can be. And that, that really reflects in our portfolio. We, we have like a good number of, repeat offenders, but we're constantly uh, bringing through new brands, uh, really rotating through our tap lines and, and our different package offerings here. So I really wanted to position the brand as, as something that would allow me to, uh, to dip my toes in all kinds of different styles. So uh, as well as like have the capability of bringing other artists to work with me on different brands. So like, I think, basing us in this kind of surreal vibe uh, kind of has allowed me to make a whole bunch of things that like, you know, some of them look more heavy metal with skulls and flames and, and uh, like grungy looking stuff. And then others are more like maybe painterly and soft and feminine while others are, will be, you know, alien driven and stuff like that. So, uh, but positioning myself as that, as a surreal brand versus like any one of those categories uh, was definitely like purposeful and, and trying to establish ourselves uh, as, as not just one, one style, one type kind of brewery, you know, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Um, I do. And I, so you said you, you do bring people on to help you with this. Like, it feels like this is, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot going on there. So you do, do you have a whole team that's helping you with this? Um, currently, uh, and now that we're doing well, <laughs> we did open in, in December of 2019. So we, we got the full brunt of, of COVID <laughs> right away oh, no. uh, <laughs> for a new business. So there was definitely a period of time when it was just, and then prior to opening as well, it was all, all myself uh, building all this brand material and, and our graphics uh, for probably over 
three years or so. So that was prior to opening, then opening, and then, uh, you know, struggled <laughs> for a while. But I did have a couple of people that were interested. My wife is also uh, a graphic designer, so she's been able to help out with some projects here and there. Uh, uh, but now I currently have uh, another uh, like junior designer working with me. I have a couple other illustrators that I'll, I'll hit up one a uh, few more often than others. Uh, and then I uh, have another like copywriter who's also uh, like working on our press releases, but also is super interested in writing like little video skits for us and other uh, little projects like that. So uh, the team is, is, is it's pretty it's a pretty awesome creative team right now for for something that we can do all in-house it's uh definitely yeah. helps us uh look as professional as possible and then also just hit it with uh like a, a really strong creative uh bone here so yeah i think it it definitely shows like you know heather and i were looking at some of the artwork and and heather was kind of the first one to pointed out but uh i guess when you do the grid view for example on instagram you have all these different releases and different events but you've made it into like one mosaic yeah this we, blows my yeah. mind if nobody if anybody's listening to this has not gotten checked out the instagram yeah. go do it immediately like it's years worth of instagram posts that all feed into each other yeah. Uh, Where did that inspiration come from? How do you do that? <laughs> how like how far in advance are you having to plan these to like get all of that to work as one? Yeah, um, it goes back I think at least to 2017 or something like that when I first started the Connected Grid project. Uh, you know, I'd played around with some similar projects like that uh, through through my time uh working at ad, at the various ad agencies but never to the like detail and level i put into ours like it was always just like oh you can just blow up this one picture and you know you'll, you'll get some part of it that looks right and then other parts of the grid will look abstract and maybe they just carry copy over uh, i always kind of didn't I thought those could uh, that could be improved on, and that's what we did with our our grid. Is so every single post kind of waved like weaved its way in there, connected its way in there, but also could live on its own. So either as like a little piece of video content, or a, a carousel, or uh, any anything that talks about our events and stuff. And I did that for so long <laughs> uh, and it, it was like it was quite a a project to do and was definitely takes its time and and uh takes a, a lot of pre-planning so it would at the minimum be at least like a week or two of thinking about what's coming out uh in the uh, sooner or later you know and then weaving that in and then sometimes that gets messed up so then you got to flex your creative muscle to make it work still like either breaking it in a way that still makes sense um but i did that project for a long time and uh fortunately i just i just recently stopped doing it <laughs> and i announced uh what i was calling grid death 
And uh, <laughs> essentially, we've made it to this point uh, of the company where uh, I, I just can't uh, possibly keep up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just announced our our expansion plans for the, the space here. So that's going to be occupying my time uh, way more than... Uh, so it's just it was just the right time to kind of announce the the end of that, but also has like freed my time up with that to do other, uh, get back to some other like cool creative projects. So we've kind of uh, put our foot down to do more uh, video content and uh, starting to kick kick back up our like email campaigns and stuff like that. So where that goes away, we'll still bring a, like a high level of creativity to the other things we are producing. For sure. Can well, you see how like the, the use of your social media, obviously like you have this very strong background in advertising and marketing um, and obviously saw the benefit of doing, you know, social media, utilizing social media in this way. Have you seen it be a big help for the success of the brewery? Oh, absolutely. Um, like coming into uh, the, the project and knowing we're going to be in Asheville with, with all these awesome brands around us. And then even, even on the, just, just nationwide now with the sheer amount of brands out there, we really wanted to do all we could to like distinguish ourselves and, uh, you know, have something that was a little more stand out than your, your typical, uh, brewery project. Mm-hmm. And coming from my background, I knew like, social media could be a big play in that. And like uh, essentially anyone that was going to meet us or hear about us, especially as we we're launching up, uh, they were going to, they were going to see our digital face uh, mm-hmm. before they saw anything else. So uh, I just wanted to make sure that looked as, as cool and professional as possible. And uh, so I, I, yeah, I knew that that needed to be a, uh, at a high level for us. And at that point I, I had a bunch of skills and the interest in getting the project going. Uh, so started the grid and I was like, yeah, this, this could be an interesting project to, to keep going uh, until like we opened up and then we, we did that opened up and I, st- I kept doing it. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, I couldn't get away from it, but uh, even prior to opening, we we had uh, the awesome chance to go and work with a bunch of different uh, brands up and down the East Coast and s- some in the middle of the country. And, uh, you know, as part of that, I wanted to document that. And our social media was just by far the easiest way to do so. So I uh, started making these little, like, documentary videos and stuff that were uh, highlighting our, our different experiences and, and uh, our travels around the country brewing with all these awesome brands. Uh, so that, that really like kind of kicked off the, the look and feel for, for our, our project. And as we were doing that, uh, you know, people started really noticing it and then different publications, industry publications started picking up on that because it's you know, not everyone like, approaches it in that way or has the the time or ability to do so uh so it definitely made made a difference for us and 
helped open doors as we were uh, getting closer and closer to opening uh, up the, the brewery and tap room here in Asheville. Um, so by the time we did open, people people knew where we were and were really interested in trying our product. Um, and then I, I really credit it to all that prior work to uh, this is definitely what helped us get through the pandemic uh, for sure, especially in those old, earlier days where we had to close down the tap room, which was our main source of, of sales and switch to a fully uh, a full distro plan with just, uh, you know, with no draft included on that yeah, uh, was quite intense. And uh, yeah, I credit all that groundwork, but prior to that and, and getting our brand established uh, as, as, uh, as like getting us through that. I don't, I don't know if people yeah. would have cared or to, to buy from us as much, if, uh, especially like being a new brand, there was definitely a lot of trust when, all these retail accounts, like, you know, I, you know, alcohol was selling pretty well through the pandemic, but still to take, take a chance on a newer brand, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it was really awesome that people are so receptive. That's a, that's a great point uh, that you made there um, that really, you know, through social media, that, that sort of thing. I mean, these days, the, the kind of folks that are the kind of the demographic of craft beer drinkers, like the first way that they're ever going to interact with you is likely through something like Instagram or some kind of social media or online before they ever go visit you. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the very first thing. So you really have to nail it. Like you said, very cool. Yeah. I know yeah, it's probably absolutely. like picking your favorite child, but do you have like a favorite post that you did? That's just sticks with you as your favorite one. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I feel like every other week I'm making my new favorite one. <laughs> uh, I guess that's also the joy of you creating them yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I keep learning new tools. So it's like uh, recently started getting more into 3D artwork and playing with my uh, phone a little more. Uh, there's this cool app on there called Polycam. It allows you to pretty much capture 3D models and 3D scans of different objects. And you can, you can put people in there too, but it just comes out a little crude, but uh, uh, that's been a lot of fun to play with. I've done a few projects where I, I uh, bring in models, I, I scan like some of the people we're working with and then they become part of our label and which, you know, kind of is the, the, the starting point for a lot of our graphics is we have a product that becomes a label and then that label becomes uh you know i can take assets and pieces of that like illustration or whatever i use to make it and then that becomes part of motion graphics or it ties somehow into a video that we're creating with it um so i'd, I'd say some of the more recent ones i've done with, with that one mute you know, at this point, we're, we're releasing three brands a week. And some of, most of the times, there's like at least one or two returning. But it could be up to three new brands uh, when we do release. So it's, it's, it's uh, now I think at this point, we've done over, I want to say over 250 brands. Uh, so they, they tend to bleed together in my brain now. 
Yeah, I can't pick a, a favorite child right at this point. <laughs> fair fair well, enough. That's fair. I will. I will always love our our uh, our flagship Colch. Thank you for existing. Uh, that beer is just so crushable and easy to drink, and I've always liked uh, working with that brand because it, just the name alone allows us to go in a couple of different directions. We've branded a whole night here as Thank You Night, and that's our. Uh, service industry appreciation night so we discount a bunch of our our taps and stuff and that's that's for everyone to enjoy but it's it's especially for our fellow service industry folks right on thank you for existing thanks for coming on michael is there anything else that that you want to plug i mean obviously anybody out there listening to this should follow y'all's instagram just for artistic inspiration what what is your instagram tag by the way my personal one is uh at death shakes uh, death underscore shakes. I guess you have your own artwork on there, and then the the one yeah, for the dissolver at dissolver, yeah, but spelled in our interesting way. So D S S O L V R. So only only enough money in the budget for one vowel there. <laughs> I liked that. I read that one on the website. It's, it's like the metal spelling, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of like true brewing or something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it. yeah, Def- definitely similar to that. Well, thank you so much for for having me today. Yeah, love when uh, people hear about us through through our social media and stuff. And I like, always like to say that the beer is uh, way better than than the graphics and creative I make. So uh, please, uh, whenever you can, uh, come check us out in Asheville. We're pretty much right in downtown. Uh, and then we're pr- pretty much distributed throughout the whole state here. So uh, if you're looking for it, there's a good chance you one of your local bottle shops have it. And if they don't, uh, let them know they, they should. They should, <laughs> they should stock it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. My next guest is Andrew Copeland, the founder and, and sort of the moderator of Craft Brewing Professionals Group on Facebook, among a couple other projects. How's it going, Andrew? Hey, Grant. I really appreciate being here on the other side of the table. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of a, a role reversal here, right? I guess I've got to talk a few times on the CVP's um, kind of industry events. So it's really cool. Uh, yeah, the tables have turned. It's less work for me, honestly. I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. So um, for, for those out there listening, um, let's just do a little bit of backstory here. What is the Craft Beer Professionals Facebook group? Yeah, so I got in the industry about five and a half years ago. I first launched my brand, Secret Hopper, long and short. It's a mystery shopping company for breweries. And I was shocked at that time that there wasn't a place where people like you and I and brewery owners, tapper managers, brewers could simply come together on the internet because we're spending way so much time on social media. So we launched Crafted Professionals in 2017 simply as a Facebook community to bring people together. And we've grown to nearly 16,000 members over that time. And our goal is really just to keep educating education 100% free and accessible to all and give everybody the opportunity to learn something and have a conversation. For sure. You know, like before CBP, you know, there still is to to this day, I guess there still is kind of like pro brewer and homebrew talk and like those things are great. But I, I would say CBP is kind of the first one that really took advantage of like Facebook's like audio and video kind of aspects and really drove um, like pro brewing that way, which is, yeah, is that kind of 
Did I get that right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many other great platforms that do have a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, our goal is to be a place people can simply come to and ask questions and learn from others. I mean, there's people who come to crappy professionals who probably never, ever commented before. But there's so many other great questions being asked. No matter when you come in, you're going to learn something great about the brewing to business side of the industry. And a really neat thing is it gives you just a pulse of what people are thinking about right now. You know, their current pain points, the challenges, you know, what they're really proud of, what you know, we can expect moving forward. So I think no matter when, you know, you sign into your Facebook, whether your phone while you're brewing or before you go to bed at night or when you wake up, you're going to see something really neat to give you insight into what's going on in our industry. Yeah. You know, I would agree that I, I definitely follow it, you know, among, among some other ones, but I definitely watch um, CBP, like people's anonymous questions on there, like does definitely keep me keyed into to the industry and like what pro brewers needs are. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great in that aspect, kind of like getting it's a, it's a neat like where everybody comes together and talks about like whatever the new brewing trend is. And then, yeah, it's just it's it's a great thing to kind of do it more like live and less slow from some like kind of 1990s coded forum. It's a little more challenging to read through. Yeah. And some of the posts, you know, the anonymous ones that you mentioned, there's a love hate relationship. I think a lot of our members have with those, but the other day there was one that I absolutely love following. And it was, you know, anonymous post that we put out for a member who's, you know, they, they gave up drinking, they, they're, they're sober now. And they were, you know, looking for next steps in their career. And the community really came together with a lot of wonderful ideas where this person could stay involved or, you know, ways they can get support from the community just to, kind of help with the transition to whatever they end up with next. And it was a really powerful post to see just people come behind and want to see this person happy, no matter what they ended up doing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, um, yeah, just the, I, I know what you mean when you say like the love hate, uh, deal. Cause yeah, people do like to pile on sometimes like dog pile on, but, um, I mean, for the most part, it, there's so many people on there that like, you can ask like a professional brewing question and get an answer sometimes it's a smart answer but like you'll get an answer very quickly which is great and i think at the end of the day everybody's there because they want to see success the crappier industry so i think we're all in it together for sure for sure so um like one of the things that i notice a lot on cvp um that's a really great resource for uh brewers that are trying to like open up they're starting out like breweries and planning i guess is what we call them and do y'all do some special, uh, I think you'll do some special events for breweries and planning, correct? We do actually, we've recently partnered with startabrewery.com and we're going to be doing a, a once a quarter, you know, informational session on target. Uh, topics more targeted towards breweries and planning. So we definitely want to put out content that's valuable for people, whether they're, you know, just thinking about opening a brewery or to the brewer who's been in the industry 25 years. But yeah, it's, it's really fun to hear the talking points on, you know, things to consider, you know, as you're getting open. Absolutely. So, so um, how do you, how do you, what are some of the ways that like you keep CBP, like, how are you like driving it forward? You were telling me a little bit before we click the record button here, but just for out those listening, like what's, what's coming down the pipe? 
So when we first opened, you know, our goal was to simply be a place to have conversations, to ask those questions, to learn from others. And, you know, we slowly added in more educational content, like once a week style webinar presentations. And it's funny to look at, you know, how these have changed over the years, because, you know, with the pandemic in 2020, we saw people very active and able to watch live. So people were tuning in, asking questions while these sessions were going. But we've seen a shift over time as to, you know, while people can still watch these educational sessions live, we typically do them at least once a week, they've kind of changed a little bit to more so being a resource that people know are always there. So all the content is live. And I think it's really important and neat to have live content because people are able to come in and ask a question like, you know, Grant, if you're speaking at a virtual conference, someone can, you know, put a comment right in the chat and get immediate feedback from you. That's pretty cool. You know, I think that's an important part of having things accessible. But with that said, a lot of people don't have the time these days. So everything becomes a resource. So we've evolved a bit over the past few years as from going from this educational content we've done we're about to begin our sixth virtual conference which is crazy to think about because i think of all the technological challenges we're all learning about streaming audio and doing a, a virtual event like that in 2020 but we're now we're about to begin our sixth virtual conference that's going to be october 17th to 19th and one thing we've also added to the repertoire is you know we built this really neat virtual community and to go on a, a slight rant for one moment the first in-person event we did. We hosted essentially a happy hour-like event at CBC in Denver in 2021. And, you know, being a virtual community, we'd never done anything in person before. And we promoted it. It was at Jagged Mountain Craft Brewery. Had no idea how many people were going to show up. The place was shoulder to shoulder for three hours. And my favorite part about this event was that there were people who had never met each other face to face. They only recognize each other's names and little, you know, small circular pictures from the internet, but they all came together and they knew each other. It was super cool to see these people who had never met, have so much in common and actually know who each other were and be so willing to share ideas. So that kind of inspired us to do more in-person events as well. We just finished up two in-person workshops this past year in St. Louis and my hometown of Norfolk, Virginia, where the goal was to take these relationships we built on the, on the internet and bring them together for intimate interactive workshops where you can learn from your peers and where a tapper manager, say, from Virginia can get together with a tapper manager in Texas who are all together in the same spot and just learn from one another and grow to one another with one another and really just share beers together. And just that's an important experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's it's really cool the way it works out. You're talking about kind of like there definitely are like regulars on there who like answer questions like I mean, I, I jump on there and like answer here and there, but not nearly as many as some of the others. But there are some like real pro. I mean, if you want access to somebody who's like been brewing for 15 plus years, like they're just like they'll just answer questions in their spare time on there. It's pretty awesome. And I think that speaks to a lot of the value that come we've built as a community, because it's not just the content we're helping organize. It's every single person who comes to be crappy professionals is contributing to the greater good of the industry. So, it, yeah, it is really neat to see some of these industry icons just come in the comments and give their advice. Yeah, it's funny. Like you see, you know, you'll kind of, or at least I will, I'll, I'll scroll my mouse over somebody's name and I'll be like, oh, there was so-and-so brewery. And then it'll connect. And I'll be like, that's literally like the head brewer owner of that brewery. That's like, that is their name. <laughs> like they are on there answering the questions or, or chemical company or whoever. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, no, I 100% agree. It's great to see all the faces on the internet, but it's even more special sometimes to see them in person. But it, it's really neat to see the community we're helping build. 
Excellent. Well, I've never been to one of the in-person events, but I, I hope to to get to one eventually. Hopefully, I mean, maybe this upcoming. I, I think you might have to because we're going to be okay. doing one in 2023 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, OK, right on. You know, I think you all might be in that area. Not not you personally, but yeah. you know, some of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it's, if it's not me, someone for sure. Um, OK, well, so tell tell me a little bit more about this. Um, you mentioned a little bit already, but this fall virtual conference coming up. Yeah. So our fall virtual conference is this October 17th to 19th. And one thing we're really proud of about our fall virtual conferences is three days straight, just like you're at a real conference. I know everybody doesn't have time to sit for three days in front of a computer. But like we mentioned, all the content will be available forever following. So whether you can catch a session live and ask some neat questions or just want to go back and binge it after the fact, we start at 11 a.m. Eastern time on October 17th. It's going to be three days straight, nearly 50 plus speakers on topics ranging from the brewing side of the industry to the business side of the industry. And to make it really easy, you can simply go to fall2022.craftbeerprofessionals.org. It's fall2022.craftbeerprofessionals.org. And, you know, we like to keep things a little playful sometimes too. So, you know, what's a virtual conference without a virtual conference t-shirt? So we always have a virtual (laughs) conference t-shirt. You can RSVP and get your chance to, you know, when you can view the full schedule, but, you know, get the brag that you were actually at some sort of virtual event by, you know, rocking the virtual conference t-shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, CBC, GABF, like one more so CBC or World Beer Cup, but they put on great like seminars and stuff. Um, They're awesome. I love those too. I love NBAA, but like one thing that anybody out there listening, CBP is a value. Like it's, it is, it's quite a bit more discounted from those. Um, the information is, you know, from a lot of the same people. Check it out because it. I mean, it is worth your time. Um, and then if you can't make it live, then you know afterwards is, is good too. And I really appreciate that, Grant, because that really speaks to what we aim to do. I mean, not everybody for different reasons has the ability to go to in-person industry events. There's a lot of barriers to entry for those. And, you know, with what we do in Crappy Professionals, whether you are the two-day-a-week beer tender, the person who's been doing it for their entire life, there are resources that are 100% free that can help make you more successful and better at your job and just give you that motivation to just keep learning and never stop growing. Absolutely. Any Anything else going on you want to tell us about? What's the trend you're seeing on CBP? Oh, boy. That, that is a loaded question. <laughs> so one of my favorite things to do is not fully answering your question, but it's what I like to do is, you know, each week we do a CBP newsletter that just recaps the most popular threads. And for me, it's always so fascinating to see what people are talking about. And we've seen a lot of people really enjoy these weekly emails we put out, just kind of recapping the popular topics. And this past week, and we're in, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I'm speaking about, you know, early October 2022. But the threads that were most popular were, you know, a brewery owner has a couple taproom employees that are stealing. And so the community Mm -hmm. came together to kind of, you know, analyze the situation, discuss ways to help prevent it. That was the most popular thread this past week. But the second most popular thread, completely different end of the spectrum, was about there was a brewer who, you know, was thinking about salvaging some sour wort. Was it a good idea, bad idea, what they should consider? And people were jumping in and giving them, you know, honest feedback. And the, the third popular thread this past week was, you know, how to deal with some of the performing rights organizations like ASCAP, BMI, CSAC. So I think the fun thing of it is, is, you know, there aren't necessarily 
these are the most popular topics we're always seeing, but it's more so getting that instantaneous pulse of what people are thinking about right now because it changes every week. And, you know, it's fun to have a forum where you can see what people are really passionate about or even upset about sometimes. So it's neat sure. to see people's feedback and just the current, you know, pulse of what's going on. All right. Well, uh, thank you for coming on today, Andrew. This has been a blast, Grant. And thanks for you know letting me come on from the other side of things once again. It's fun <laughs> to take this angle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Rather than trade, trade back and forth. I think um, it's not me, but I, someone from our organization is going to be talking at the fall virtual conference here soon. So, uh, yeah, exciting as always. Yeah, always a pleasure, you know, working with you, you and everyone on the team. Yeah, right on. Well, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. And uh, yeah, if you're out there listening and you're not already a member, just jump on Facebook, join Craft Beer Professionals. You, I mean, you, you can't go wrong. And appreciate Country Mall Group and all that you do. And I'm looking forward to beers before too long, Grant. Right on. All right. Have a good one, Andrew. Cheers. Thanks again to our guests, Suge, Mike, and Andrew, for sharing their social media tips and techniques. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll take you live with us through Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado. Also, it's award season again. We're celebrating the best of the best. If you won gold at GABF using base malts from Great Western or Canada Malting, we're going to hook you up with a customized Filson vest as part of our gold medal program. Reach out to your CMG sales rep to claim yours. That's all for now. See you in two weeks. Bye.